Hello and welcome to the Witch Hut. I am your host, Chelsea Martinez, and I'm talking to you a little further away from the mic today, and we'll see how that works. Um, but when I did a test, it sounded a little bit better. But aside from that, I am a practicing witch, and I'm here to help all you practicing witches out there, you know, get in touch with your own witchcraft. Lots of witches have their own thoughts about sacred space, which is great because that means that there's no one correct way to create sacred space. But that can leave us with an unclear idea of what actually is sacred space. It's also a very interesting topic to me because sacred space is really all about how your practice fits into your life. And there are a lot of practical concerns for such a magical, creative topic. To put some kind of definition onto it, sacred space is space set aside either temporarily or permanently for the purpose of working magic or some other spiritual activity. This can also be a mental state or visualization, like when someone says that they're going to their happy place. But usually when witches are talking about sacred space, they're talking about the physical space that they use to perform magic or other spiritual acts. To me, sacred space represents a boundary. And in my experience, that boundary has to do more with your mental perception than it does with the physical space itself. What makes a space sacred is how you are transformed in the process of moving into your chosen consecrated space from the surrounding mundane space around it. I'm not someone who always tends to cast a circle when working in my own home, but I do have what I call my witch hut, which is the inspiration for the name of this podcast, but it's also where the desk that my altar lives on is located. I like to keep the magical energy flowing throughout my home, but there's a special, more intense feeling that I get from that space in particular. When I enter my witch hut, I feel noticeably different, like I'm more energetically aware and more spiritually tuned in and more open to the universe. Sacred space can be physically delineated. If you're one of the lucky ones, you might have an entire room to dedicate to your sacred space, but it could also be a corner of your bedroom that you kind of just mark off as your witchy workspace. You might also choose to keep your sacred space in a closet if you have a spare closet that's large enough. If you have some outdoor space at your disposal, you might have a patio that functions as your sacred space, or you might be able to take rocks and create yourself a kind of stone circle to mark out where your sacred space is. But even indoors, you can physically mark off where your sacred space is. You could use a rug that's just the right size for the area that you want to devote to your sacred space. Or you can kind of arrange your furniture to sort of block off that area that you've decided is your sacred space. And what goes into your space is going to be basically determined by what you're actually using it for. I think that most of us witches will probably put some kind of altar there, but sacred space isn't just where the altar lives. Like if you're often using your space for meditation, you might want to just keep it clear of anything that would be too distracting while you're meditating, and then just set up your altar when you're actually going to be using it. Your sacred space might also be in an area that needs to multitask, like if you have it set up in a home office or a spot in your kitchen, 
So you'll need to kind of work out how you can accommodate all of the uses of that space. Personally, my sacred space is mostly used for working at my altar, but I do have a desk in there, so sometimes I'll use that space for other things too. I balance both practical and spiritual needs by having a chair that's comfortable enough to sit in for longer than I might just sit at an altar for. And I also make sure to use my wall space to display anything that I might want to put out so that I don't need this huge table just devoted to my altar. So aside from physically delineating your space, you can also create sacred space by entering into the space in a certain way or by preparing yourself to enter the space in a certain way before you actually do. Some practitioners may choose to enter their sacred space by dancing or they'll enter backwards or they'll enter on their knees. They may also choose to work on the floor instead of sitting on a chair to further shift their perspective away from what happens in more mundane areas of their home. Preparing your body with a ritual bath or by dressing yourself with oils or by choosing to work sky clad can also further throw off the mundane and shift you into the mindset that you need to work in your sacred space. Some witches choose to veil and they'll find that whenever they put their veil on, they actually start to shift more into that mindset of being ready to be in sacred space. Personally, I have some songs that immediately snap me into being ready to go to my craft. And then sometimes I'll also go ahead and turn out all the lights so that I'm just practicing by candlelight. And that really helps me feel like the rest of the world is just falling away. And it's just me, just my practice, just working at my altar and really feeling like I'm just in that space. I also find that ringing a bell for sound cleansing will also immediately snap me into the right mindset to start working on my craft. Actions that can put you in the right frame of mind are especially great if you can't permanently maintain your sacred space or if you find that you tend to move your practice around to different areas. Something that I think can be easily forgotten is the importance of maintaining a connection to your sacred space. But when you don't maintain your practice, it can start to deteriorate. What you put into your practice is what you're gonna get out of it. And if your effort towards your sacred space ended when you put that last little thing on your altar, you're not really cultivating your sacred space. You're not really cultivating the energy of that space. It's important to clean it both energetically and in the regular old dusting and sweeping sense. And your sacred space doesn't have to be sterile, but both spiritual and mundane grime can make a place feel really uncomfortable. You should also check in with yourself every now and again to see how you feel about your space and how it relates to who you are as a person and also where you are on your journey. Something that spoke to you a year ago might not speak to you the same way now, and that might mean that it's time to start changing things up in your sacred space. Changing things doesn't mean that you're saying that old things are bad or that new things are better. You're just making sure that your space reflects who you are as a person and as a witch. Sacred space can also be an area of insecurity for a lot of witches, because often you'll find that what you envision for yourself 
isn't really what matches up with what's currently available in your material life. I think that most of us probably have dreams that are much more extravagant than what's really possible in the current moment. My dream might be a suite with a spa tub and a balcony that I can totally devote to my spiritual practice, but that's not currently what's in my reality. And although that would be nice, it's not actually necessary. What makes this space sacred is how it facilitates transformation from the mundane to the divine. My dream suite might give me a more luxurious experience, but it won't be more sacred than my current sacred space. What really matters is the time and care you've put into cultivating the sacred. This doesn't mean you shouldn't have extravagant goals. This just means that material possessions won't make you any more or any less of a witch. I especially want to emphasize this for witches who can't be open about their practice. The only thing you need to be a witch is yourself, and what defines your space as sacred is that you've made it so. Now, since I'm a tarot enthusiast, I thought it might be fun to pull a card and see what message it has for us here in the Witch Hut. And I'm just going to use my Everyday Witch Tarot by Deborah Blake. And our card is the Ace of Cups. This seems like a great omen for you if you're listening to this podcast. On a personal note, it seems like a great omen for this podcast itself. To me, the Ace of Cups is one of the most positive cards you can draw. I really love this sense of bliss and joy that just pours out from everywhere and flows into everything. I love that the Ace of Cups kind of reminds you that you don't necessarily need a reason to feel love or to feel joy. You can kind of just find it within yourself and just feel that sense of love and joy and bliss towards the world in general and towards the universe. So it was really cool to get this card and I'll definitely pop a picture of this up on Instagram. If you're listening to this the day that it comes out, that means that Beltane is tomorrow. And if you're venerating fire, I hope that you do so very safely because being a witch does not make you or your home fireproof. So I hope that you have a safe and healthy and happy celebration. Once again, thank you so much for joining me here in the Witch Hut. If you want, you can follow me on Instagram. I'm at Pigeon Sauvage and the podcast is at the Witch Hut Pod. That's all one word. And until next time.